Lee from Donkey Punch Films. Kristen. And we're on the Northwest Convergence Zone. What's up, folks? I'm Kelly Lichtenwald. I'm Lou. I'm Joe. We're Quickie. On Northwest Convergence Zone. Hey, this is Jimmy Davies from the Dirty Birds, and you're listening to the Northwest Convergence Zone. Coming to you from the Man Cave. Deep in the heart of the Pacific Northwest, you have entered the Northwest Convergence Zone. everybody welcome to the northwest convergence zone show it's good to have everybody in this is our non-grammy party going on right yeah. here <laughs> that's some midnight salvage company and uh what you hope for those are some local boys that uh, we're proud of and uh welcome welcome to the program i'm big d it's good to have you all here and uh let's go around the room and introduce everybody first of all let's go back to the table we got wonder boy saint and squeeze good to see everybody there double d how you doing Oh, doing pretty good. Just making it from this weekend. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in a moment. And, of course, the Gimmer. Hey, buddy. It's good to see you, my man. Good to see you, pal. And the lovely voice you will hear next is that, of course, of Voxy. Hi, Hi buddy. How you doing? Oh, oh. <laughs> crap. <man. laughs> How's it going, Vox? I'm good, good. How are you good? doing, Big D? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Day? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, by the time people hear this, so, you know, Valentine's may be over, but as we record this, it is tomorrow. So, uh, everybody out there, happy Valentine's Day, and don't forget your honey and your sweetheart and all that uh, lovely stuff. Your honey stuff. and your sweetheart. Yeah, For both. those of you, yeah. <laughs> Oh For those who have both, <laughs> just be careful to not cross those. Uh, yeah, no, it's been a good week here in the Northwest Convergence Zone uh, corner of the world. Um, we woke up this morning here, uh, Sunday morning, and there was an article about us in the Tacoma News Tribune. Amazing. What'd you guys think about that? that I think awesome. it's the whole reason there was sunshine today. <laughs> yes, I think so. The clouds parted. For 13 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very nice article. And of course, our buddy QDOT uh, was part of that because he has a he has a internet radio thing going on and and i've listened in he does a great job and i think we do a fine job as well there's a couple of corrections we would like to make though uh voxy her name was spelled wrong uh yeah slightly there's an e on sherry and i am just voxy Ernest. yeah not Vox- your band voxy, is voxy Vallejo Vallejo. is my band right and uh, this where we are recording from this is Double D's garage, it not Daryl's garage, because he hasn't paid any mortgage payments yet. And it's not it's not Daryl's garage because we know that because Double D's so comfy that he took his shoes off now. And <laughs> exactly, uh, I have to behave. And then uh, Patrick's name was uh, misspelled, but that may have been my fault because I did pass that info along. We have such so a weird last name. Anyways. I apologize. He's not Mangum. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then I think you know, like uh, the I, weekly I, listeners. I, I believe they said yeah. That, yeah, ten to fifteen thousand a month. And 
and that should be a week. And that's thanks to you guys out there. We really appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, if you missed it, it's online. It was a nice article about us, and you know they quoted us and so forth. And we appreciate Ernest doing that. And uh, you know we we have all the love in the world for EJ and the TNT. So thank you so much. Got a lot of response on Facebook and emails. Every people are checking it out. So uh, we feel good about that. I uh, want to say real quickly, a friend, a very dear friend of mine passed away, and uh, the mo- her memorial service was uh, yesterday, and uh, Helen Fabert was a, an amazing woman, and I'd like to dedicate this show to her, and um, it was a great memorial service, Double D, you were there, Wonder Boy was there, and it was probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do. I've spoken in front of a lot of people, I uh, have done seminars in front of, you know, like 2,000 people, I don't have any problems talking in front of people. We know that. But I had to, uh, I was asked to get up and read a letter that uh, her husband had written to her, and that was... There were probably, what, 250 people there? Yeah, it was that. the hardest thing I've ever had to do in public, without a doubt. It was very, very tough. And these guys actually saw me break down, which is a rare occurrence. So it was amazing. So, Helen, we love you, and uh, and this is dedicated to you. But um, moving forward, man, what you guys have? What'd you do this week besides that? I know Double D and I went to a great show, and I got to give Brayson some props from the Midnight Salvage Company because he was supposed to go on Friday to see Social Distortion, but things didn't work out. We were the lucky beneficiaries of those tickets. Double D, what'd you think of SD? I thought that was awesome, and I was had a great time being in the mosh pit, <laughs> body surfing. I almost got from double Aussie D. to social uh, yeah, actually, distortion. Yeah, and one man, week was Aussie, and then social. I distortion. almost got him killed. You're gonna yes. get kicked out of church any day now. <laughs> yeah, probably it's going as right now as we're speaking. I'm probably getting kicked. Getting out. Excommunicated. <laughs> excommunicated. He was such a nice boy, and we've corrupted yeah. corrupted him fully. Yeah, but, but I almost got yeah, I almost got beat up because. Uh, there was a fight going on right next to me, and Daryl. You didn't. wouldn't share your joint, right? Yeah, and I kept, <laughs> but Daryl kept pushing, kept pushing into me it. into the middle of the fight, not knowing that there was a fight going. There was fists flying, oh, and no. he's shoving no me into idea. it. And I'm like, "Hey, Daryl, uh, just to let you know, they're fighting right next to me. So please stop pushing me into the middle of that." <laughs> Got a little excited at Beautiful. the social distortion show, and it was a great show. It's it's always good to see Mike Ness and the boys, and I, I've seen them several times. He's definitely cleaned up. And uh, was very reflective in this show, which was interesting to see. He talked a lot about their beginnings and, uh, you know, uh, he should be dead and, you know, all the troubles and things that he's gone through. Seemed genuinely appreciative to be back on stage and uh, sharing the music that is Social Distortion. Played a lot of the classic tunes that you expected. And then they they have a brand new CD out. Played some really great new stuff. Bonus on this show, though. To the two opening bands, and a lot of times you go to a show and you kind of yawn through the opening bands or you hang out outside. If you missed them this time around, you really missed a good deal because both opening bands nailed it. They were entertaining. They had great stuff. Um, and who were Lu- they? Lucero was the one that opened before them. The The big mistake of the night was the, the very first band. We never caught their name. Didn't know, don't know where they're from. It seems to go hand in hand with the Showbox Soto, actually. Yeah, they yeah. just never introduced band, like, them. Who, they who never said that, the who they were. They just walked up, knocked the house out, and walked off, and that was it. So it was. Uh, <laughs> they were a great band. Whoever well, that's cool, they were. Though. Yeah, I mean, they were awesome. Leave you so wanting more? Go check them out. Whoever they are. <laughs> Gimmer, you guys played a couple of shows. We did. Uh, Big Will Stunt show in action. It was a good weekend. We played the High Dive up in Seattle Friday night, and uh, maybe our best show in Seattle ever. And it was fantastic, and renewed our. Our hopes and dreams of uh, of a renewed Seattle, 
And uh, last night we played downtown Tacoma and rocked out three sets down at Patty Coins and tried to keep the patrons in there as long as possible without <laughs> hurting their ears. Pissing and, uh, off the neighbors upstairs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, things yeah. are quiet for you guys, Voxy, but you guys are working on a CD I, yeah. in, the, in the I was singing throws. in the shower today. Yeah. Ah, I, wish, I wish I'd been at that show. Want to hip you guys all to what's happening in a couple of weeks, though. Uh, February 26th, which is a Saturday night here in Tacoma. The Winter Blackout, the Northwest Convergence Zone presents. It is a big deal. We have four bands that uh, we, we find amazing, and I know you're going to want to see them. And uh, Gimmer, tell us who we're going to see. Well, we've got uh, right out of the deep, dark heart of Tacoma, we've got uh, the Brotherhood of the Black Squirrel. They're going to be kicking things off. They're a great band. Um, and Adam Green's band uh, and Disco Donnie. Hard count. Uh, the hard count. Uh, they're going to be uh, cracking it open uh, after that. And then we got 1776 out of Portland. And then the Big Wheel Stunt Show. CD release party for you guys. Cheetah Milk it uh, is will down, be dropping. Down at the New Frontier in downtown Tacoma. If you go to our website, you can uh, see the flyer and you can find out where it's at. What it, time does it all kick off? Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. You better get there early because right. it's gonna. Uh, That's there's why I asked. a lot of people. <laughs> I uh, going we, to we it, say so. this a lot for shows and so forth, but this is the truth. Uh, you will need to get there early because it, it's it's a great venue, and a lot of people already hang out there, and you will want to be part of this. And what's the price on this, my man? Whopping five dollars. Smack. So we can't do any better than that. And we want to see you all down there. We'll be down there. We'll also be pushing the Northwest, uh, the NWCZ radio crew will be yes. down there. We will be promoting that. That kicks off this Friday. NWCZ radio, independent Northwest music. And we are, we're lining up some great people on that. We have Dave Sampson, who's going to have a blues show. He was on The Mountain and uh, has been on some other stations around here. QDOT, who was part of our article, he's going to have a rap show. We have uh, Raymond Hayden from Reese the Fish is going to be doing a coffee house, uh, you know, acoustic type stuff. The Northwest Convergence Zone will be heard on there. We're lining up some great stuff, folks. Yeah, and, and Raymond Hayden's talking about bringing in some pretty big names his, on his own show. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Oh, really? oh, and yeah. the Northwest music scene also is going to be uh, has some yeah. big things yeah. in store, man. Those guys, those guys are a juggernaut on Facebook, and and they're going to have their own show. And it's going to be on Thursday night, 7 to That's 9, and those guys are going to kick ass. So. Glenn, and is Kevin part of that now, too? Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. And Sean, Sean Skager. And, uh, yeah, so it's going to be uh, a lot of things are happening, but the most importantly is we will be playing independent Northwest music. And by that, we mean uh, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, and British Columbia. We have all of those represented, and we're receiving CDs daily. Maybe even some far western Montana. Hey, Who knows? We will Any entertain. You know, those kind of thoughts. I mean, we've gotten submissions from Scotland and England, so, you know. <laughs> Northwest Scotland? Yeah, it's the Northwest uh, Europe, mm, I guess. Uh, mm. <laughs> yeah, I was asked today if uh, Alaska's part of the Northwest. You know, actually, I think you would have to s technically if say If there's that. an Alaska band that wants to send a CD in, I would definitely give it uh, some thought. Yeah. yeah. 
because uh, we'd love to have Alaska represented. But anyway, so maybe, some big things going on. Maybe, you know, if you get some really great stuff that isn't considered Northwest, maybe you'll have enough stuff to put together a half hour show of we're other gonna, independent music. You are right in the loop of what we're thinking. So, um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun. We're excited about that. It launches Friday, this coming Friday at five o'clock. But stay tuned on Facebook because we have an announcement that. Uh, yeah, a little surprise, a little something, something. So. Uh, officially, we kick off Friday at 5 o'clock. We will be live. It's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, we're looking forward to bringing you some great, great music from all around the Northwest. Uh, hey, we got a big show we got to get to today. This is a lot. We had a, we had a lot of fun. We got some great bands mm-hmm. in here. Uh, but first, we got to check out with what's going on down at the Tacoma Comedy Club. They're our buddies. <laughs> Hey, South Sounders, looking for something different to do this weekend? Here's what's happening at the Tacoma Comedy Club. It's a big week down at the Tacoma Comedy Club. Valentine's Day, Monday night, we have Aaron Flett and Adam Norwest. Doors open at 7.30, show at 8. $10, bring your sweetheart out. Wednesday night, open mic night. If you think you've got the chops, make your uh, drunk friends laugh at parties, bring $5 down. Doors open at 7.30 for sign-up, and you hit the stage around 8 or so. Thursday night, fresh off of 10 Things I Hate About You, Not Another Teen Movie, Premium Blend, The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson, and Comedy Central Presents, Kyle Cease. Doors at 7.30, show at 8, $13. Friday night and Saturday night, two shows each night. 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock. That's $13. Kyle Cease, you don't want to miss it. Come on down. Tacoma Comedy Club, located at 6th and Tacoma Avenue in downtown Tacoma. Online at TacomaComedyClub.com. Give them a call at Everybody, our first guest in today on the Northwest Converge Zone show is Jim Davies. He's the lead singer and the sax player, the king sax player of the <laughs> band The Dirty Birds. They're out of Olympia and they've been storming the scene since around 1995. And uh, the rest of the band, Scott uh, Swayze and uh, Tim and Mike could not be here today, but uh, Jim's in the studio. Thanks, Jim, for coming in. Thanks for having me up here. Appreciate it. It's good to have you. And uh, now, 
Uh, first things first, uh, we saw you uh, really put on a great show on New Year's Eve at the uh, historic um, Capitol Theater in downtown Olympia, and it was uh, November Witch, the Dirty Birds, and of course the legendary The Sonics. Got to ask you, what was it like opening for The Sonics? Well, it was a couple of things. It was terrifying, <laughs> uh, and it was fully satisfying. It was terrifying, and I'm gonna I'm gonna play sax in front of Rob Lind, which was just scary as hell. Because you know him and Boots Randolph are my heroes of mm -hmm. sax, you know. And now I'm playing in front of one of them, and uh, and 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 totally satisfying because it was kind of like we reached the pinnacle. We finally opened for one of my favorite bands in the world, and one of the reasons that I even started the band and that Scott and I put the band together was it, it was the Sonics. It was like garage rock and stuff. So here we are opening for them. So it's like wow. We've arrived and we're we're playing with our heroes so. in your hometown. In our hometown, yeah. In, in a, and how did really you get, where, how did that call come through? Did you guys lobby for that, or somebody contact you? How did that even come down? Uh, well, Audrey Henley, the theater manager and live events coordinator at the Capitol Theater, um, had been lobbying them to come play for quite a quite a long time, and uh, and it took several years for them to finally break down and and come and do it. And of course, I was always saying, hey, we'd love to open, you know, I'm like the little devil in her ear. We'd, right. We'd, we'd, we'd <laughs> um, but uh, that wasn't necessary because uh, we, in our the amount of time that we've been together, we've met so many people. Apparently, one of them knew the Sonics and said, hey, you should have the Dirty Birds open for you guys. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so it just came down the line. Well, apparently, Buck told Audrey that their their manager, Buck Ormsby. Yep. I told Audrey, like, well, apparently there's this band, the Dirty Birds, that's supposed to open for the Sonics. And nice. <laughs> you got to hate that. Go, yeah, the news came yeah. back. And I'm like, yeah, of course. That's You're so, open for the Sonics. Yeah. That totally sounds like Buck, too, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. this other band somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. So fortuitously, it worked out. We ended up playing with them on New Year's Eve, which was great. And uh, and we got to be direct support. And November Witch kicked the show off, did a hell of a good job. And mm -hmm. then we got to go up there and raise some hell. And then the Sonics came out and basically floored everybody. It was, it was a blast. It was a great show from an audience perspective perspective uh, no doubt about it and there were a lot of uh i would say you know semi-dignitaries in the house you had like girl trouble looking on oh, yeah. know ernest jasmine from the tnt was there and we saw a lot of a lot of people we know were were watching this thing and you guys nailed it but there was a moment in the sonics uh set where you came out mm -hmm. and played uh it, you played uh, basically alongside yeah uh, with the sax was that planned it, from from our perspective it didn't look like it looked no. like you kind of came out on and you were a little hesitant it wasn't planned it was it was <laughs> kind of like uh i i had sort of gotten the okay they're like you know if, if he wants to come out and play a song you know and then i was backstage just completely you know i watched most of the show from the from the crowd mm -hmm. and uh and then i made my way backstage and I, I was like you know what my sax was all put away in the case and put i was like screw it i got it out i put it together once in said, a lifetime yeah i just said you know i'm not gonna get a chance i don't think i'm gonna get a chance to do this again right so and rob and i had hit it off already backstage and before the show and really you know we had a good rapport and uh i said you know what the hell i walked out there and he saw me and started smiling immediately turned to the side and gave up some of the mic space for me and we played the witch together mm -hmm. and you know at one point I kind of stepped behind Rob and I and I looked over and there's Jerry just hollering out the words to the witch and I was just looking at him like screaming right back and I basically 
you know, I came, I shit, and I pissed all at the same time. It's like this is this is the best thing ever. Was you that know? the moment that you dropped to your knees? Yeah, I, I just kind of went was down. Like I was Rob, just like, yeah, yeah. And know? Rob looked down and almost kind of gave you this blessing. Yeah, and, and yeah. then you popped right back <laughs> it was, it was up. It's like and, a passing of the torch, almost. You know, except those guys are still gone. But it's just like it just validated everything that I've been doing for the last twenty years musically. It's like, blam, there it is. That that this, this is what I've lived for. It was a very cool moment in the show, uh, indeed, just from the audience perspective uh, to see that happen and i could tell it meant a lot to you it was and huge it was it was i haven't had i don't think i've ever had a better rock and roll moment than that and i and i literally like at one point i just i, I stepped back i stepped away from the mic and i walked back about five feet just to take on the other side of freddie and i just stood there and i just looked at those guys playing from from on stage perspective and you know it came back around at the sax part so i ran back out there and finished <laughs> my sax part. <laughs> well like, uh, and you're not a, you guys aren't a stranger for opening uh for big bands i know you guys have opened for dick dale yeah and a few who else oh uh, we've opened for link ray uh we've opened for dick dale we've opened for the sonics we've We've opened for No Means No. We've opened for everything from like hardcore punk rock to like uh, rockabilly to, you know, heavy metal. We played with everything. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, you're no stranger to being on the stage with who I would consider to be some legends, whether they're national legends or Northwest legends. Yeah. Um, And I think you guys are poised to set yourself into that legendary status. And, uh, well, if we just quit playing for the next 40 years, you'd be legendary. Yeah, we'd be huge. Yeah. <laughs> if we would just quit playing, you know, if we just keep playing, we'll just, we'll just remain mired in the mud. You know, if we just stop and disappear, then we'll be giant. Well, speaking of playing, you guys have a gig and I want to invite everybody out to this Thursday. That's this coming Thursday, yeah. February 17th, 9 PM at the brotherhood in Olympia. That is at the corner of Capitol and State Street. And uh, the Dirty Birds will be rocking the house that night. What's, is there a cover on that? Uh, no, it's a free show. And it's, wow. uh, it's for the uh, Weekly Volcanoes uh, Best of Olympia issue that's coming out. We're not the best of Olympia. We, don't, you know, we're not even we didn't make it in the best of Tacoma. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> but but uh, it was nice of, uh, of Ron uh, Swarner down there at the Volcano to ask us to play and Pitt from the, uh, from the Brotherhood to ask us to play as well. So we were honored and said, yeah, we'll come do it. What the heck? Yeah, well, let's go into another song. Uh, this is the Dirty Birds. They're our guest today. Jim Davies in the house. This is titled White Lightning Shine. <laughs>
All right, name of the song is White Lightning Shine. Our guest today, the Dirty Birds, and the lead singer, sax player, Jim Davies, in the house with us. That is off of the, their CD, Rust and Resurrection, which is their uh, latest CD out, correct? Like, yeah, you could say latest. It's the it's latest. Been but a, it's been around for a little it's while. It's been a while, yeah. Where can people pick this up if they want to get a copy? Uh, we have it on, uh, on um, iTunes. Uh, it's available and uh, CD Baby, and then basically you can pick them up at our shows. Great, great. Everybody should have a copy of this. If you're into Northwest music at all, this is uh, this is going to go down as one of the legendary CDs, uh, and no doubt about it. Um, That's some dance music too, you know. It does get. Have you been to one of their yeah. shows? I have not. You cannot sit still. I've seen them. I've seen YouTube clips. I've listened to yeah, them online. Yeah, you can't. You can't sit still at one of their shows. And I, 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 one of the things I wanted to ask you about was uh, sax-driven bands. Uh, I wouldn't go so far as to say sax driven, but it's part, <laughs> pretty of, much. It's part of it. It's, yeah. I mean, but if you a look key at key element, ba- anyway, it's, it's a key, key Yeah, it is yes, a very key you, element. Yeah. And if you, especially when we talk about Northwest bands, right? Um, that's, uh, you know, not a lot of them around. So when you guys were, when you guys started and, and you said, uh, I play sax. Let's get a rock and roll band or a punk band or whatever. <laughs> the strange thing is, is I was the bass player. Oh, were you? I was originally the bass player. Everyone starts out as the yeah, bass player. You yeah, start, and then, yeah. I just, you just realize, well, I realized that I sucked and shouldn't be playing the bass at all. And uh, so I started just doing the singing. And um, and I had I had high school experience playing the sax. And I'd quit and hadn't played. In, and what kind of sax is that? It's a tenor. It's a tenor yeah, sax. Yeah, so I play the tenor. Um, well, you, should, you guys should see the way he stalks around on stage. He's got the. He's got. He slings that sax, you know, like a gunslinger, and he stalks around. <laughs> he's got. Probably pretty hot. He, he looks like a mechanic <laughs> up there with his rag hanging out of his pocket. It was. It's very cool. It's, these guys have great stage presence. Oh, thank you. And uh, I want to ask you, Jim, about. Yeah. Um, your experience, uh, you guys have been going since 95, yeah. and it's a long time, haunting around the South Scene, Seattle, probably been down into Oregon, all over. Yeah, pretty much. Tell us about your experience. Uh, well, what's your take on the music scene, the things you've seen back then compared to now? What, what's been some highs, some lows? What's tough? What, what, what's come easy for you guys? Well, what's, what's been tough recently is, is getting a lot of shows. It's, uh, there's a lot of bands and uh with the economy really you know being tight getting a good gig is tough you mean as in pain when as you in, yeah as gig? in like paying yeah. a gig. well you know paying isn't necessarily the 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 benchmark for a good gig for us because god knows if that was sure. we would have quit sure. a long we would have quit a long time ago <laughs> uh, but you know getting getting people that that are excited and happy and want to be involved and want to jump up and want to dance and want to get into the show uh seattle is not necessarily the greatest place for that but uh Little towns, Mount Vernon, Stanwood, those people go We've, nuts. Yeah, it is crazy when you go to the little towns that yeah. don't get that much. In, they don't you have pack the house and then they just have a great time. They got nothing else to do, so yeah. they like they come out and they get crazy. So that like the highs are playing some of these little bedroom communities around mm-hmm. Seattle. That's really a good time. Uh, we've played some awesome shows at the Break Room in Seattle. We played some uh, some great shows at EMP, like in the Liquid Lounge. Um, we've seen. The music scene rise and fall and rise and fall and rise and falls. We've been together long enough to see all this happen. So mm-hmm. what's happened is you get the ball rolling and all of a sudden the scene drops out from underneath you. And, oh, well, you're back to playing, you know, some some small gigs. And then, oh, and then you meet somebody else who's new in the scene and, and they're booking shows. And all of a sudden you got all these great shows and then they disappear and move on, move to Austin or whatever, you know. And then you're like, well, yeah. crap, now what do we do? You know, there, there, was, a, there was our line on good shows. So, you know, we've seen it coming, we've seen it go. And, and basically what we just tried to do is keep a steady course and just keep, you know, playing 
enjoying what we do and, and, and keep rocking and, and keep getting people involved and keep trying to get new people to hear our music. Uh, yeah, because you guys, uh, being around that long, you must have run across uh, several bands that have uh, broken it. Most you of know, them. Gone, gone national at some <laughs> oh, point. I was going to say not broken bro- up. Not bro- yeah, most of them <laughs> broken Most up. of them broken up. But there's up, a few it. that have rolled through who you've played alongside with. They were just regular guys. The next thing you know, they're off and running, and, and you're just, you know, have you seen not any Not necessarily, of that? no. I think not too I, much? There hasn't, there hasn't been a lot of bands that we played with that, that have actually elevated beyond, you know, playing with us, which is sad for them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've played for a lot of really good bands, though. We play for bands that were already, you know, already established, and, mm-hmm. and we've been honored enough to share the stage with them. But, you know, as far as, like, bands that have kind of left us in the dust, not really. No. Well, everybody has a chance to go out on uh, this Thursday, February 17th, at the Brotherhood in Olympia. That's at Capitol and State Street in the Capitol, Olympia, and 9 o'clock, <laughs> Dirty Birds are hitting the stage. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your, uh, you have a, a very interesting um, life outside of the band. Mm. Tell us about your, you do something that not a lot of people do, this, this copper work. Yeah, I'm a coppersmith. Yeah, you're a mm. coppersmith, yeah. which is, very, you know, I mean, that's uh, that's a pretty specified field. Yeah. And I've looked at your website, and the work you do is phenomenal. Well, it's it's amazing. Tell thanks us a little bit about uh, how you got into that, and you know what 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 does that mean in your life? Because this guy has stuff in like museums yeah. and all over the He's U.S. An artist, he, an artist it, yeah. it is amazing. I'm work. one of those rare breed that actually makes a living doing art. That's awesome. I was I hoping he would bring one in and donate it, but then I looked at the prices and I'm right. like, yeah. Yeah, get <laughs> uh, Can we get an NWCZ sign? <laughs> you want fifteen hundred thousand dollars? Yeah. I I'm ended up in Olympia um, after going to several schools in the South. I, I lived in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. I lived in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And what I was pursuing was recording industry. I wanted to be a recording engineer. And what came to pass is I got real sick of being on the wrong side of the board. So I, I realized that what I wanted to do was not be a recording engineer. So um, I was kind of floating around. And uh, my cousin lived here in Olympia, was go- or down in Olympia, and was going to Evergreen. She's, she's like, you know, this would be a great place for you to go to school. You should check it out. So I thought, what the hell? I got two years down in, in other schools. I'll, I'll go check this place out. So I went down there, and I ended up getting a degree in fine art um, and uh, in sculpture and furniture design. Completely worthless. You know? <laughs> what the hell are you going to do with that? Work for Levitt's? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. So what I did was I looked around for, um, uh, I looked at antique shops. Mm-hmm. Thought maybe they'll hire a picker. Well, I got referred to a guy in Olympia who does coppersmithing. He's one of the small shops in the U.S. that does it one of like three. And uh, we hit it off pretty good, and he hired me on. And so I worked there for about 11 years. And uh, he and I butted heads, I think, one too many times. And um, he let me go. So I took this 11 years of experience that I had and said, you know what the hell, I'll just open my own shop. So I opened my own shop and the next, you know, the rest is history. So I'm, I'm running a small shop out of my backyard. Yeah, give the website. So it's uh, Craftsman Copper, C-R-A-F-T-S-M-A-N, copper.com. Yeah, and I, I really, even if you're not into, uh, you know, or you don't know what coppersmithing is or whatever, I recommend you go to this site. His stuff is amazing. It's a real yeah. specific. It's it's a arts, it, American arts and crafts life. Yeah, but it's amazing to look at. Your work is stellar, Thanks. and uh, and to read the bio and where he has some of his stuff placed is very impressive. 
So awesome. be imp- be impressed. Be impressed. <laughs> awesome. Or yeah. not. I, I mean, <laughs> just uh, and order it if you have the cash. I don't have the cash, but I uh, don't either. I'm, or the I'm credit. The guy, yeah, I'm, I'm the guy that has uh, you know the, the the crap lights on my house while I'm sending out these you know like really nice pieces. <laughs> <laughs> the mechanics car doesn't run. It doesn't run. The cobbler's children have no shoes, and the coppersmith has you know you know. Right. All right. Well, let's slippers. get back to the yeah. uh, let's get back to the music, and this is uh, the Dirty Birds. It's a song titled "Drinking Over Time." name of the song is Drinking Overtime, the band The Dirty Birds out of Olympia, and that is off their CD, Rust and Resurrection. Now, you got you have three official CDs that yeah. are out, yeah. and uh, so everybody can get those on mm-hmm. CD Baby or iTunes. Well, you can just get Rust and Resurrection. The other ones, okay. we uh, we don't have a whole lot of them, because yeah, we've had them for so long. They're in limited supply. They're in limited supply, yeah. So, so go you, to a show, yep. get them autographed. We will force you to come to a show. Sell them on eBay. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll 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 lose money, guaranteed. <laughs> All right, yeah, the Dirty Birds, great band out of Olympia, and you have a chance to see them Thursday, February seventeenth, nine o'clock at the Brotherhood in Olympia. That is on Capitol and State Street. Jim Davies in the house, and uh, want to ask you uh, about. <laughs> we're going to bring this up now. Okay? <laughs> now, when we did our podcast right after the Sonic show. Uh, we we mentioned an incident that went down that we thought was rather humorous. You know, there was no hard feelings. It was just it was a funny it was a funny uh, incident that went down. I'll give it real briefly. Uh, we were at the show, the, the the big New Year's Eve show, and then afterwards we went backstage. We were having a conversation, and uh, admit it, you were stealing beer. We were stealing beer for the after party. For the we were doing it for the Sonic, so it was a, a good cause. <laughs> yeah, I had Buck's approval, <laughs> and uh, there was a band. In, in the green room and I was introducing myself and uh, uh, through the course of the conversation uh, one of the band members said he would just just like to kick me right in the nut <laughs> and the fight was on <laughs> so I'm gonna un- I'm gonna I'm gonna spill the beans right now it was our man Jim Davies <laughs> well, you know hey I, I can't be held responsible for things said on New Year's Eve at that time of the night 
Like, do you just have that look about you, man? I just want to kick I, you in the nuts. Yeah, I don't know. You have to ask him. Maybe, maybe I just have that 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 maybe. mindset at that time <laughs> of the night with that much beer yeah. in with, my gut. Oh, it was uh, after the show. Yeah. Oh, it was oh, well after well, the show. There's a point to my drinking when it hits X, it means I'm kicking somebody yeah, in the yeah. nuts. <laughs> I, just have, I happen to be, guy, to be the guy wandering in. You know, and he had a big guy in the nuts. And Daryl had a big old X you? on his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was all good. It was uh, it was just one of those moments where uh, you just got. I would, did he just say what I thought he said? <laughs> and then there was a guy standing next to a, a Jim who said something about you know you don't ever compare a band to other bands. And and I'm thinking, am I, did I what? Did I walk into the twilight zone here? <laughs> I wasn't quite sure. But uh, so uh, props for you and kudos for coming in uh, today because uh, I love your band's attitude and swagger. Thanks. And, and to me, that's part of it. You know, the fact that, you know, it's like, I don't know this guy from Adam and, you know, he just compared me to bands that I don't know if he liked or didn't like, but at the point he wanted to kick me in the nuts. So. <laughs> I would never follow through. Right. I'm, I'm all talk and no action. Right, just a big oh, he rode up on his big kick-ass motorcycle. Right. I thought, well, fight's on, man. Yeah, I'm, going, I'm hiding. There's <laughs> certain people that if they say they want to kick you in the nuts, you know. It's like, a compliment. I mean, yeah, if you had. It's a term of affection. Yeah. You know, someone like from, someone from Kiss that. or someone tells you that, you know, and, and uh, Jim here, but. Jim? Legend in the in the in the but northwest. Ma- not everyone can get away with that. Yeah, I gotta, you're, I, you're not like a little guy. Or I anything. need to like <laughs> I need to print that up and have him sign it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> we can we can frame that in the manual. I'm embarrassed. Forty years from now, you'll be telling your grandkids. I remember when Jim Davies said he's gonna kick <laughs> me in the nuts, threatened to kick me in the balls. Tell us that. I'm more than Davies. Really, Grandpa? Tell I was story actually, again, Grandpa. I was really toying with wearing like a jock strap and a cup. Today, I wasn't sure what was going down. <laughs> Except then you remember that he actually wears it every day yes. and that would be nothing new <laughs> yeah so but standard uh, equipment no I, i'm a big fan of the dirty birds and, and i think your brand of rock and roll and like i said the swagger and the attitude and the whole package is amazing it, from the artwork to your presence on stage to the the hard driving tunes and, and you guys think outside of the box which is something that we love thanks and, a lot uh, real quick before we let you go, though, we sure. got to hear about uh, the hearse that you guys drive around in because this thing is badass. Oh, we bought it up in this area. I, I went out to this toothless inbreds place out by. Uh, <laughs> oh, we're, he's probably listening now. He's going to find that guy and we'll kick him in the nuts. <laughs> he's going to finally. He's going to finally flip the remote detonator switch. <laughs> it's going to light that sucker up. I got it somewhere out here. Where is it again? I drove out to. Uh, I think it was. Pacific Spanaway area, and uh, I had always wanted a hearse. I'd wanted one since I was a kid, strangely enough. And uh, I found one. That's a different story. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I found one, and I went. I went out, and I and I and I made the deal with a guy, and it had no engine, and, and it, you know, it was just basically a Hulk. And uh, talked to a couple friends into coming up here and hooking it up and dragging it home, which it almost killed them because they he- don't tow it; they drag. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> it was heavier than the tow rig, so it almost passed them up on the freeway a couple of times. <laughs> And uh, and they deposited it in the driveway of the band house, mm-hmm. um, and it sat there for about a year and a half. You know, Jesus, Jimmy, why'd you go spend all the money on that thing? You know, what are we gonna do with that? We got to do ten shows. Yeah, now. we got to do all this, and and then so we booked a tour, no tour vehicle. So well, I guess I better build it now. So I, <laughs> I went and I found a, I went and found a Cadillac four twenty nine, and I bolted it all up and got everything thrown together, and and sure enough, we made it all the way to Arizona and down to the California coast and all the way back in a sixty five Cadillac hearse. Nice, a lot of looks, a lot of people. Want to oh yeah, scary, yeah, old ladies hate it. <laughs> <laughs> old men hate it. Kids love it. Yeah. Uh, 
They think the Reaper's coming. Yeah, the they're, Deathmobile. They're, yeah, they're like, oh, is it my time? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a, it's a real great calling card to put out in front of a club. You know, it's a very cool uh, vehicle, and uh, the pictures. There's on Facebook, right? Yeah, we got some pictures of it um, um, so on go, our Facebook. Go like the Dirty Birds on Facebook, and then peruse through their pictures. They have great pictures of, you know, the show we saw. And they have some uh, video clip of that. And then there's also a lot of pictures of their, their badass attitude and, and, and the Hearst involved. <laughs> and if people if anybody out stuff. there has photos of any of our stuff over the past few years, be sure and throw them on there. We love seeing them. It's always a trip to see, you know, what we look like when we were skinny and had more hair. <laughs> <laughs> you guys happy? You guys you guys satisfied as a band? I think so, yeah. I think I think we're, we're doing pretty well. Um, we've got... We've got an album. I brought one here for you guys to listen to that's unreleased. I, I, I imagine we'll continue working on stuff like that and, and release another thing eventually. But, uh, you know, we, um, we're, we're content to continue to do what we do and, and let the chips fall as they might. Uh, any plans for this uh, upcoming year? What do you guys have? Uh, you guys have some goals, some thoughts, or are you guys just playing? Yeah, no goals, no thoughts, no motivation. No. <laughs> I want a, a T-shirt band. that says that. We're dead inside. <laughs> no, uh, we're we're still playing. We're writing. We just started writing some new tunes, so we're going to get out there and play some more this summer and see what we can do to people's ears. Awesome. I, I appreciate you coming in. This Thanks is for Jim me. Davies of the Dirty Birds. Check him out. You can see him uh, this Thursday, February seventeenth, nine o'clock at the Brotherhood in Olympia. It's going to be a kick-ass show. These are our, this is a great band and i put them on the high recommendation list from the northwest convergence zone thanks jim thanks man all right i want to thank uh, jim davies for coming in and representing the dirty birds i love that band you know those guys that's what rock and roll is all about right there and uh, the fact that he would come in and we could rib him a little bit and have a little bit of fun that was great good stuff motorcycle all actually you know what he was uh he was very very cool and uh total nice guy and you know you bring up an embarrassing sort of embarrassing thing like that yeah, yeah. and he took it like a champ you I, know? I, big props to Jim yeah. I have no hard feelings I never did I, it was just one of those moments it was kind of surreal it's a rock and roll moment it was fun but we had to bring it up because <laughs> we've talked about it everybody's asked me about it and, and there's the full story right there So, but go check out the Dirty Birds go, go see their show check out their CD they, they are uh, an amazing different type of band from the from the northwest that uh is, doesn't fit into the mold and i think you're going to really enjoy them and, and speaking of enjoy mm-hmm. in the second part we got a band coming up that i think you're going to love they're out of seattle their name is quickie we're going to give you a taste of them we're going out this is the end of part one here's bikini barista by quickie we'll see you in part two rock and roll let's drive through just to see you every day you're so hot, 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 I need to sleep to hold you If only that would be okay And I know You only want me for my tips And I want you for something that sounds like tips You're driving me crazy with your daisy pace Make everything extra hot and rounded Horny and foamy Bikini barista OMG, there you go busting out. It's so obscene. Leave a little room for heavy cream. Plastic cups are overflowing. Tip, tip, tips are glowing. Bop, bop, bop. Bikini barista. Bikini barista. 
Yeah.